Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. July 9th, 2021, episode number 193. You know, last week you kind of put me on the spot because I missed 192, Brandon Price. Yeah. 193, I think Bo Thompson. Uh, he had the 193 just for one year, then he went to number 93. So Bo Thompson, they call him Babyface. He's from out in California. Haven't seen him for a little bit. So uh, Bo Thompson kind of missing in action, but that's the first one I think of. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know Bo. You know, you know, the big question back in the day, you don't, you know, Bo or you don't know Bo or yep. whatever. Um, yep. I don't know Bo. Don't know Bo. He's been racing recently, but really? not, I haven't seen him this season. Yeah, yeah. he's number 93. He's part of the Modesto Mafia with Monaco and Enderbitson oh. and Bo Thompson. Yeah, you, you'll know him. You, well, that's why it just, sounded familiar then. I just don't know. Yeah. Haven't seen him yeah, he's from, lately, I guess. For a, little, for a little bit, yeah. And you know what? With the with the stacked field in that singles class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's... Maybe he's just taking a little break. I haven't talked to him for a little bit. So uh, if he's listening, maybe we'll find out what's going on. Let us know, Bo. Yeah, Bo. Uh, what's what's going on in your world, Scotty? Uh, just getting ready to leave for about maybe 12 days. I haven't even actually counted how many days Man. yet. So uh, heading to Ashland, Ohio this weekend for a Steve Nace AMA All-Star National Flat Track Series race. Nice. And then uh, I'll leave there, go hang out with Daryl and Jeannie Brentlinger uh, there in Columbus, Ohio for a few days instead of driving all the way back and and try to kept, catch flights to different spots. I think I'll drive from from Ashland, Ohio to Columbus, Ohio, and then head on over to DeCoin around Wednesday, uh, and then start the Flat Track Grand Championships, which you know most people call the Amateur Grands or just the Grands. Yeah, uh, that starts next Thursday, and it's yeah. next Thursday, Friday, the AFT race in DeCoin is next Saturday, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is more Amateur Grands. They've kind of split some things up into different groups because only certain groups can run on the mile. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of work, and I hope my voice can make it for six days in a row. You'll be fine. You do it in Ooh. Daytona every year down in Ooh. Florida. Um, you'll be Dude. fine. You'll be fine. Six, six is tough. I, uh, I'm definitely going to start drinking a lot more water right now. Uh, I'm taking some hot tea. I'm taking a lot of honey. I was about to say, honey. Yeah, I don't have one right here in front of me, but I just ordered some off of Amazon. And, you got to show the uh, fan. You got to show the patrons at some point like what you do with honey. It's in, it's insane. I can't right. believe it. All right, do you have I it? Can right? Grab one. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this is no joke. I saw him do this in Florida this year, and I was floored. I was like, "What? Oh boy!" Here so go. I got a new trick. Since I, sometimes I can't carry the whole bottle of honey around with me. So are these little individual packets now? Mm, uh, okay, little, little doobler packets. Mini. So you just rip the top off and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like watching that isn't that bad because I'm like, mm, delicious honey. <laughs> but what you did in Florida was like you took the whole bear or whatever the hell it was, and you were like, yeah, oh, yeah. You, and you just, yeah, just. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, um, but no, I, I, you have to. You have to keep the throat. I don't know. Lubricated. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I got to think of another word. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, trying to think of another word, but this didn't happen. <laughs> okay. But no, that's some good stuff. Some, you'll be fine. Six days. You're good. Uh, it would be cool, too. We'll uh, uh, Steve Nays, Kelly Bell always put on a great uh, deal with those uh, amateur nationals. So I, I doubt that uh, this year will be any exception to that. It's going to be fantastic. A, a great few days of racing for, for the younger, younger yep. boys and girls. Uh, so uh, good luck to everybody heading that way. Uh, safe racing, safe travels, and uh, let's go win some races. There you go. This weekend, though, Ashland, Ohio, it's a cool track. It's pea gravel, half mile. We'll talk to our guest a little bit about some pea gravel. He's actually not going to this one. There's another race in Ohio, which is crazy to me, but, uh, you know, there's there's other races all over the place, and you got to pick and choose where you want to go race. Yeah. 
Yeah, I always wonder about that, like thinking about it from a, a you know, not just the rider standpoint, but the family standpoint, the team standpoint, like which ones do you choose to go to? And I think it's something that we that we definitely uh, ask here and there uh, across the board. But uh, I always love to hear those answers of, of, you know, why you choose to go um, race a particular track or or something. You know, when when I was racing, it would it would be we'd, we'd look at our schedule and we'd say, OK, we get off work at Friday so we could leave here at noon. How many races can we hit on a, on a weekend? And if you can hit two or three races, you, you, you'll you go that direction. If you're only going to hit one race, it'll depend on what it's paying. You know, honestly, that's kind of what, what I thought about when I was trying to race. Not that I was going to go win every race, but I was like, OK, I can go here and possibly make a thousand dollars or i can go here yeah three other races and possibly make three thousand dollars you know i'm just throwing out numbers but yeah. you, you just kind of had to pick and choose or you know sometimes if i didn't do good at a track that direction i might go a different direction because i thought i would definitely do better so there's there's a lot that goes into it and i'm just kind of spitballing here but you know i would pick and choose wherever i thought i could do the best and make the most money and i, I honestly i didn't think about have the most fun because I was, I was trying to make a buck. I was trying to get better. So it's it's weird how now I look back. Maybe I should have went where I was going to have the most fun, you know. But when you're in the when you're in it, you know, and you're you're all in it, you just kind of go where where you think you can make the most money and and uh, most experience. It's like anything in life. It's whatever drives you at the time, at the moment. Sometimes it'll be different different things at different times of your life so uh, i don't know i think it's really cool to see what the scene is like nowadays it's pretty uh it seems pretty lively uh the amateur a lot of amateurs and you're gonna see a bunch of young kids down there the amateur nationals for sure um i think that uh that's definitely the uh, thing to hold on to right now in the community is that the, the amateurs and the young young kids coming up there seem to be a, a decent amount of them there's a lot of fast kids right now and it's impressive how fast they're going yeah uh what i like about the steve nice series is you can kind of see where you stack up against the pros in in some of those classes you know there's a, a super singles class we saw that's where that's where i think trevor bruner first opened my eyes down in volusia when he beat some of the pros in the super singles class when he was still a youngster and i think that's you know, I think that's what's really cool about the Steve Nay series and especially that super singles class. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that. I, I, the look on your face, like you were, who, who is it? I remember you like off mic, you were like, who is this? Like Trevor, like what? Yeah. You were like, who is this kid? And, and, and I wasn't even sure I was saying his name right. Right. It, you know, some people told me it was Brunner and some people says Bruner. And I, I actually checked with him. It is Bruner. But uh, the kid, the kid was impressive as Spank an amateur. Them all. And, and yeah. yeah, put it on him yeah. on, on a fast Volusia half mile, you yeah. know? Uh, so, interesting uh last weekend before we move on to our podcast this weekend our and get our guest on here uh barbara fritchie went off without a hitch nice uh it was a good day of racing we had a, a little live uh segment my version of it sammy's version of it we had people chiming in that were there uh we had a lot of fun yeah i was like let's hop on for 30 minutes and talk about it and we ended up like what an hour and a <laughs> half like it went so fast. Yeah. It, went, it went so fast. I didn't realize we, we were on for an hour and a half. I'm sitting here sweating because I have to turn my air conditioner off because it's so dang loud. But I was like, I was like, why am I so hot? Yeah. Oh, because it's, it's been it's an hour and a half. degrees in here. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> the air conditioner. We still got to figure so. out how the hell we're going to give that those uh, really cool things that uh, Sammy took away from that event uh, away. He's got some really cool prizes. Uh, so stay tuned from uh, on the Left Out channel. Left uh, if, out. if you're not yeah. following it now, follow it. Like follow all the alerts and all that because there's going to be a give, pretty cool giveaway for the 100th running of the Barbara Fritchie Classic. If you haven't seen the video, go check it out. Absolutely. Check it out. And you went to Red Bud last weekend. Red you Bud! Oh, no. Red Bud! 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 Red Bud!
I got right. it. In there. So you got stuck in the truck the whole time, so you didn't enjoy it like you did last year when I went. Yeah, I was stuck in the truck. There's a lot more going on during these events. Like I used to be able to pop out and run around and like shoot videos here and there. Like you know when Chambers was running at some of these events, I'd go follow Chambers with a camera. But I am full on in that chair the entire broadcast now. So the whole entire four That's hours we're on air. So and then wow. just setting up and testing beforehand. Uh, it's pretty right. pretty locked in. So um, didn't yeah. get the experience Red Bud especially like we did last year but uh hopefully uh in the future i'll be back there where i can have an extra day on either side to do it you you did say you've got a new favorite rider in motocross though tell us who it is new favorite rider oh plessinger dude what the his, tell, tell, his, tell us why tell, him tell on the podium why. him on the podium at red bud was just amazing like he was in like an american flag vest and just like cut off sleeves and just all the hair and just everything dude his whole vibe uh and red bud he's he is a vibe and it was pretty impressive uh just on the on the track too he's pretty badass to watch and just the kind of dude that's always down to talk to people in the pits i've seen it many times like those kind of personalities are the ones that i'm drawn to like the ones that are like always so easy going and like so cool and chill uh and he's he's definitely a good dude uh so yeah might go talk to him this weekend there you go. There you go. Tell him and tell him you're a new fan dude, of his. I definitely am. Dude. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Dude, you, after, geek out a little bit. Dude, geek out oh, a little dude, bit. Come on, you see me geek. Come on, you. That's what <laughs> that's I do. What that's what I that's do. That's what I'm saying. Um, but let seriously, it, let like of all the riders in that series, they don't really seem approachable like flat track, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just a different vibe in the pits there. So uh, when you see somebody that is, and it, it kind of stands out. So I don't know. I got a cool video of him. Uh, earlier in the season with just interacting with fans and just really cool vibes that, that he was throwing out there and then what he did at Redbud was just awesome to see so and, and I think I think that's why whenever we talk to almost everybody we talk to we it's always brought up the flat track family because you can just go up and talk to anybody whether yep. it's Briar Bauman yep whether it's Jacob Vandekoy whether it's you know a, a kid on a little bitty bike I mean it's everybody's right there for the most part I mean sometimes they go inside to cool off and whatever but you know, it, it, it is a flam, a family, and that's what uh, I think that keeps us coming to the races, you know, yeah. generations. Yep. You know, I mean, it's pretty cool. All right, enough about that. You want to get into this week's guest or Let's anything else? do it. We've been wanting to talk to this kid for a while, and I think we have at some point. I think he's somebody's handed off the phone in an interview and, and kind of we chatted with him for a bit. But uh, he definitely deserves his own episode. And uh, with the way he's been running lately, I think we're going to give it to him this week. Let's do it. Call him up. We don't call people anymore. Ah, ah, ah. Enjoy it, folks. Here's Jacob Vandercoy. Hello? Vandercoy. Yeah. What are, you, what are you doing? I am uh, just sitting in the barn right now. Uh, in the bar? Yeah, in the barn. Uh, oh. Where little, where all the bikes are, the shop, I guess you could call it. Okay. I like barn better. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoying the day. It's pretty nice out here, and... I don't know. I'm trying to get some racing going this weekend. Oh, yeah. All right. I like that. So we got some some more racing coming up. You've been having a great season so far, so I wanted to talk to you because uh, you put on top of the box last weekend. But before we get into what happened recently, well, let's get to know Jacob Vandekoy a little bit. So first thing I want to know is wherever you're born. Uh, same place I'm at now, uh, Mount Gilead, Ohio. I've been living there ever same exact house since I was born. So 16 years ago and a long time now that I think about it. <laughs> that is a long time i guess for somebody that's 16 that's your whole lifetime so uh what's yeah. it like growing up in, in, in mount gilead ohio it's 
not a whole lot. There's a lot of farm, a lot of a lot of fields going around. Um, both my neighbors have uh, cows uh, hay, and a bunch of hay over there. Um, we're the we're about the only uh, ones that I would say don't have own a farm around here. We have a motorcycle track in the back instead. So are the are the farmers next door okay with a motorcycle track in between them? Uh, well, we had uh, we had some issues like well, a couple times with uh, the one. He uh, he doesn't. He used to like it. He used to be fine with us, and all of a sudden, uh, one day I guess he just snapped or something. Uh, Jared was just got an XR in. He was going to ride an XR at uh, Hastings, Michigan, I believe. And I was in. And I was outdoors. Uh, I was outside with him. And all of a sudden, he didn't like the noise of it going up and down the driveway. I guess, and he came running at us with a baseball bat. So, <laughs> not really. So I ran inside, got dad and everyone real quick and it got settled but he's not well, a fan not a fan of the motorcycles so i know this but maybe some of our listeners don't know this that there's a lot of van Coys that race i can think of jared i can think of curtis but you got uncles and your dad too how many van Coys have raced have you ever counted them i have not counted them so uh my grandpa is the one that started it all uh so that'd be ernie ernest whatever you want to call him uh and then he had four four boys, all the kids. Every single one of them raced at some point. And then uh, me and Jared, uh, my cousin Kurt and Jay, even Brad raced Joey. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I can't think of too many more. That's about it. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna have to, I was gonna have to get a calculator or something, but I'm glad you stopped <laughs> counting because because I was getting lost right there. So so when you came out of the womb, they just put you on the motorcycle. Were you expected to race motorcycles, or was it your uh, choice to, to race some flat track? They didn't. I, I wouldn't say they pushed me or nothing, but I don't see why I wouldn't have. Uh, I feel like once everyone's kind of done it in the families and. There's not much more you could at least try it first. So there's I think there's three of us that still do it now. So me, Jared, and my uncle John even still races and he's like over sixty years old. So it's it definitely didn't push me to go do it, but it was just something I felt like I had to try at least once. So how old how old were you when you first rode a motorcycle? I was three years old. I rode a PW fifty in my front yard. The first time. No kidding. How old were you when yeah. you first raced? Um, I was 10 years old. I was late, actually. Uh, I was on a 65, uh, KX65. It was my first ever race bike. And I I think you can actually still go to Flat Track Live on Facebook and find my first ever flat track race on there. Wow. Where was it at? Uh, Western Reserve, uh, Salem, Ohio. I think I got third or something. wasn't too good, but... I don't know. It's a, at the time, Flat Track Live was following Jared around a little bit, and they thought it was the coolest thing. Had my first ever race. That is awesome. I, I guess you know not many people can say that. You know, they're following their, their brother around, and and they put you on film, and they got your first race, and it's it's on the internet. I guess that's pretty cool. Um, so, were you hooked at that point, or did you take a? You know, was it slower coming in, or from that point on, were you were you in with both feet? Um. I don't know. Uh, I think even before I started racing, I always wanted to. Um, I, I always thought one day I was going to race motorcycles. I just thought that's what I was going to, that's what I was bound to do. And uh, I guess, so yeah, ever since my first race, we've been, 
I think I started taking it a little more serious when I got on 250s. We started going uh, usually about week after week, and ever since I've been on a 250, we've been racing about every weekend for if we can. So, how old were you when you jumped onto the 250? Because you know, legally by the AMA rules, you have to be at least 12. I I know you were a little bit uh, you know smaller person. Did you wait until you got older than that, or did you jump on a 250 right at 12 years old? Um. I was 12, but it was uh, very late, so it was almost 13. So basically, I had my first season at 13 years old. Uh, I think I I raced or rode in the coin um, on a practice day, or I I raced it for the first time in uh, when they always had it at uh, January 1st down there. So technically, I was 12 when I first got on one, but first season, I'd say I was 13. Okay. So did you learn how to ride and race on the tracks there in Ohio or was it just, you know, let's go racing, let's go all over the country and start racing? Uh, no, it was definitely around Ohio. Um, I didn't really, I, I'd say I got better and like learned how to race and ride at, uh, my, my uncle had a, had a track bill, a little short track in his backyard. And, uh, Ever since then, we've been going over there a good amount of times, at least usually about at least once a month, and we ride over there. How often do you get to ride with your brother? I know he's gone a lot now, but how often, when you were first starting, did you get to ride with, with Jared? Uh, when I was first starting, it was basically whenever I rode Jared Road. Uh, it didn't matter if it was on our turn track in the backyard or uh, at our at the little short track we had built or whatever. It was usually always with him. How, how uh, I guess right now, do you ride every day or do you train every day or, or what's a normal week for you? Um, right now, I actually don't have a, a bike to ride except my flat track bikes. I don't have a motocross bike. I don't have nothing. So it's not riding right now. It's uh, it's usually if I'm going to train, it's going to be on a bicycle or I'm going to go on a run or we have some workout equipment in my basement I'll do. But uh, so that's. That's what one thing that everyone asked me. They're like, "Oh, these last few weeks you've been, you've been on or something. You must be riding a lot late." And I was like, "No, actually, it's funny because I haven't rode since the last time you guys saw me race." <laughs> so, what would you credit your success this year? I mean, you've been, you know, it seems like I see your name everywhere on top of the box or at least on the podium. What would you credit your success this year to then? Um, I don't know. Uh, I really, I felt like I've always had this in me somewhat. Um, I guess a lot of people say the light switch just finally clicked on in my head and something went right. Uh, I remember one week I was uh, racing just a local race, uh, Harpshire, Ohio, and I did, I was doing okay. Um, it was nothing like, like mind breaking or whatever. That's gonna, people going to notice you too much. And then uh, the next week I went to Van Wert and I won by about half a track. So, and everyone, I guess, said the light switch clicked right then. And ever since then, uh, we've been doing pretty good on results. Yeah, the, the light switch clicked. Uh, so tell me, tell me about racing on a cushion. I grew up in Oklahoma. There's not a single cushion anywhere close until I get way east from me. Um, you seem like you've got it figured out already. Uh, tell me about how you approach racing a cushion track as opposed uh, to a groove track. Um, a cushion track is about the funnest thing to me. Uh, basically you just hold the gas on as long as you can, um, as hard as you can. Um, you get sideways. It's fun. Uh, 
it's yeah you don't have to let off too much uh but uh a groove track usually you got to be a little more patient um i'd say cushion you just throw everything out the window and try to hold the throttle on as long as you can but uh a groove cha- a groove track i usually go into it thinking you got to be smooth on the throttle you can't get on it hard or nothing you gotta you gotta keep smooth with it i always um i remember chris carr uh once said that it's like an egg if you get on it too much it's gonna pop so that's kind of what i always thought about it when i uh go into a groove track well that's pretty cool you got some pointers from chris carr seven time champ <laughs> uh I really, I honestly think it was from a broadcast. He was probably uh, announcing at the time or something. But okay. uh, right. I do remember Chris did help Jared out, and I, I remember, I still remember a couple of things he told him when Jared was uh, around 15. He was an amateur. That's awesome. That, that's so cool that you're taking notes and listening to what the seven-time champ has to say. I, I've got to back up. Your nickname is Kill Switch, and, and I've heard this story from a couple different people. I was there the day that the nickname arrived. Uh, can you tell our listeners just how the name Kill Switch came to be? Uh, yeah, uh, 2014, uh, in the Springfield Mile, it was Jared's first ever pro race, and I think he won by seven seconds, which was really cool. And before the race even started, he said he wants to go on the victory lap. He he felt like he knew he was going to win, and uh, I said I'll go on it. And the dad ran me out there, and I went to get on the bike, and I guess my hand hit the kill switch apparently, and uh, shut the bike off. He we, he never got to go around on it. He still bugs me about it today, but uh, I don't know. I guess it it was uh, some memories that left. So I, I was thinking that you guys had already taken off. Um, let me back up a second. What was your first thought when when you hit the kill switch? What what went through your mind? I really didn't think too much about it. I figured, yeah, we'll get a starter out here. We'll start it up. We'll go around. But uh, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> And uh, Jared was on the bike yelling, yelling at me into my ear, and calling me a bunch of names. And I don't know, it turned out to be fine. <laughs> I think the next day we were driving home, and we were driving home with uh, Ben Evans, and he goes, "We're going to start calling you Kill Switch." And ever since then, that's that's what stuck, I guess. Does it bother you that people call you Kill Switch, or you, I mean, have you taken it and ran with it? Uh, it did for like the first like week or whatever, just because. It was so fresh in the memory, and Jared was still mad. He, I don't know if he didn't think that he was going to get a victory lap ever again or not, but uh, <laughs> that's what – so he, he did, He did obviously, uh, I think, uh, uh, Grace Harbor. Uh, he got one, but it was – I guess after a week, it kind of went away. I started – now I just kind of – someone says kill switch. I know who they're talking about. I know it's all, it's all, it's all fun, Dude, so that is, it's, I'm it's, fine now. It's it's such a unique name and it stuck with you and more importantly you don't get to choose your own nickname so I think I think that one stuck with you for life. I think so too. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about 2021 because like we've said at, at the start uh, uh, when we got you on the call here, you've been on fire. Um, do you know how many races so far you've you've ran or do you keep track of that at all? Um, I haven't uh, kept too much track. Um. I guess we started the year in uh, Savannah, Georgia, obviously, and things didn't go well. I don't think I've even made a main in Savannah. Uh, and I guess Volusia was the next one. And we started hitting up the Ohio racetracks. And ever since then, I'd imagine we're about 15 races in, maybe a little more now. And, and how many wins you got? Have you counted that at least? 
uh, I think I got about seven or eight. I, it's ironic because uh, I haven't. I don't think I ever won a 450 race until like a month ago. And That's I just crazy. I don't think I went to a race after that and not one. <laughs> That's so crazy. So when did you get on the 450? I mean, was it just like a, a year or two ago or what? Uh, yeah, it was uh, exactly one year ago. Amateur Nationals, I believe, my first race on a 450. So I guess it's true what they say. When you win your first one, the next one just gets easier. And uh, and and uh, I think that's how it goes. So I think you need to tell Jared to go ahead and get his first AFT race so then he can get some more wins under his belt. I, I guess so. That's what it's that's what it sounded like. Uh, that's what <laughs> everybody's been coming up to me now. Uh, I, I guess I I did good on the on these cushion tracks. And everyone's been saying, you need to teach Jared how to ride a cushion now, which is it's funny because he got third at Longwood, which is pretty good. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess he just he, he just has it in his mind that he's not a cushion rider, and I could I can pretty much assure you he's not. So we were pretty <laughs> happy that he got a, a third and two fours at the cushion races. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, I, I know some of the results that you got, and I want to talk about the best of Ohio series. I think that was just a few weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Uh, did you get you got two wins that weekend, didn't you? Uh, yes. Uh, so are you talking Greenville or Van Wert? Van Wert is the one I didn't get to go to, but, uh, my my buddy Tim Humphrey said you got a couple of victories there. Yeah. Uh, I think we won the open money class and the 450 amateur. The only ones we went there and the only races, uh, only classes we did that day. It's pretty much a perfect day. Definitely one I probably won't ever forget. Did you, did you, uh, was that the first time you, you actually, you won that much kind of money or, or was, have you won some money racing before? No, it wasn't well, been too much before. Um, if so, it was like a uh, hundred bucks or whatever, but uh, I'd say this was for sure the, the first time I, I won some somewhat big money, I guess for an amateur race, it's a good amount. Have you spent the money yet or are you saving up to buy something? Uh, I'd say the amateur national entry fees, it was all gone at that point right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's move move ahead to uh, Greenville, which was Lima weekend. I went down there on the Friday night. I think I saw the, the Open Pro main event was first, and I think your race was second. And you were up front again. Did you, did you, did you like the Greenville half mile? And how did you finish up that weekend? Uh Greenville, I finished uh, second in the Open Pro class, uh, right behind Rispoli, and uh, I think uh, I won the amateur class just by like a bike length or two over Sathoff. So it was a great weekend, uh, another one. But uh, I really didn't like the track going into practice. Um, I think I took my I took a Yamaha out first. We went, we were set on riding that one, and. I think I about looped it around backwards like six times in a four lap practice. So it didn't go Ooh. too well. And, uh, uh, we took my, uh, the old, old, uh, faithful, I guess, uh, my, my, uh, carbureted Honda out and it went somewhat good ever since then. Uh, heat races. I really, after the heat races, didn't think I had a really shot at winning either main event, but, uh, I guess after that first main event, there was a red flag, like two laps in the probane. And I was still up front with the leaders and dad kind of told me I could, uh, I had a good chance at possibly winning it. So I guess that kind of just hit me right there that I could, I could do it. And I don't know. That's what the, uh, the rest of the two mains decided on, I guess. That's awesome. That's so cool. I, kn- I knew you're, I knew you're, uh, 
up front. I just didn't know the backstory about how you got up front. So that's pretty cool. Uh, last weekend was the 100th running of the Barbara Fritchie Classic. Uh, second, the 450 Amateur Class. You won the Open Singles Amateur Class and a fifth in the Super Singles against a pretty stacked field. Were you happy with your performance at the Barbara Fritchie? Uh, not really, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I sat on pole for the pro main, and I really don't think now still that I should have got fifth. Uh, I thought for sure I had a good shot at winning it. Um, I guess not. Uh, <laughs> uh, the heat races kind of went my way. Um, I don't really know what it was, but I, Dad kind of seems to think that it was uh, – my second uh, heat race when I went from last to uh, first and I hit the, hit the bales uh, last lap mm-hmm. and I somehow didn't crash and I ended up second, but uh, as he, he, he kind of thought that put me back a little bit and it took a little bit for me to, to get comfortable again, which I guess now looking back at it, I, I can kind of see, but uh, at the time I thought, there is zero chance I should have got a fifth in, in uh, that main event. It still make it, it makes me mad right now, a little bit, tiny bit thinking about it. Well, that's good. It's good that you're not happy with fifth. Um, when, when you hit the hay bales down there, and for the people that haven't been to Barbara Fritchie, I've tried explaining it to the best of my capability, but you kind of go down the back straightaway and you carry more more momentum. It looked like maybe kind of jumped the cushion, and then you, you kiss the hay bales and the crowd. I just heard this loud gasp. I didn't even see it because – for I, something was right in the way so uh you kind of bounced off the hay bales it, it took all your momentum and then somebody slid past you so you ended up second but at that moment did you think you were going down and then also did you hear the crowd make make i mean it's like a a big gasp of air like they knew something crazy was getting ready to happen i i did not hear the crowd um i'm, I'm sure I, dad told me he said if there was a huge noise that they they made about that but uh I did think there was a, about a 50-50 shot I was going down. So uh, it didn't – it was uh, – I, I think I got it slowed down somewhat enough once I started, like, clipping them that it wouldn't have hurt too bad if I did go down. But <laughs> still glad I didn't. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, the back straightaway, it's it's a downhill into turn three, a significant downhill. So uh, I think I just – I squared it up that lap out of one and two, and I ran a different line, a higher line probably carried a little more speed i thought i went in just as hard as i did every lap but apparently i didn't <laughs> I went in a little okay. harder i guess and that, <laughs> it, it set me back a little bit well you got to push your limits you got to figure out where you can and can't race and and it's it's better you do that in a heat race than in the main event so uh, uh i thought you had a great weekend i got to talk to you on top of the box and that's always fun uh this weekend uh, the all-star national flat track series moves on to ashland ohio are you going to that one it's funny because Ashland's not that far away, and uh, yeah, I, I like Steve Nace. I like him a lot, and the problem is that my favorite racetrack is Van Wert, and they run the oh. same exact day. So oh, okay. I, I will, I'll be going to Van Wert. Um, I, I like Len Neely a lot, too. Um, it basically just came down to which track I like better and what I'm going to have the most fun on, and that was uh, that was Van Wert for sure. Okay. Well, I don't blame you. You got to go where you're most comfortable, where you have the most fun, because that's what it's all about. Um, let's talk about uh, the Flat Track Grand Championships coming up. Uh, are you heading down there, and are you ready for that? Yeah, um, I think I'll be ready for it. We got a, I got uh, the two bikes here. They're all they're ready to go for this weekend, and I'm sure after that they won't. They'll be ready for nationals. But uh, I think we got uh, 
So I'll be running three classes down there. Uh, the stock class, which I don't have a stock bike, but uh, luckily Jared's nice enough, somewhat nice enough to lend me his uh, his Husqvarna uh, motocrosser. So that's my stock yeah. class bike. And then uh, I think the 450 mod class and then the uh, – whatever the one is open heavyweight or open mod or whatever that one is. Yeah. I'll be running. So three classes, three classes every day, right? Yeah, man, that's a lot. Um, uh, are, are you a good TT rider? I guess, I guess I don't know that I've ever seen you race a TT or don't remember you. Uh, are you, are you good at the TTs or are you just going to try to survive on those? So basically it's going to have to be survival. Um, Cause yeah, I'm nowhere near. It's kind of funny, Jared being that's the strong suit. Uh, it's the exact opposite for me. He likes groove tracks and I like cushions. He does good on TTs and I could, I I wouldn't mind if I'd never saw one again, honestly. But uh, I think it's gonna just kind of have to be a mindset going into it um, that you're gonna that you're gonna tell yourself you're gonna have to do good, and that's basically all I can do to prepare myself. Well, I, I think too, Jacob, now that you've gotten bigger, I think the TTs will get easier for you. I know when you were smaller and, and it's hard to touch the ground on these big 450s, I think as you're getting taller and taller, I think the, the TTs will get better for you. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that's, that's a little bit what it is. Jared always Jared always uh, gets on me about not using enough front brake or whatever, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I listen to him and try not to at the same time, but... Uh, <laughs> I think, I think I'll be I'll, I'll do my basically my goal is just the TTs. I'll, I other than the TTs, I think I shouldn't be outside the top three amateur nationals uh, all day. Just going into it, um, and if I if I'm not, then I don't know. I have to make some adjustments down there. But that's my goal is I want to get top three in every race. TTs, I'll let myself top fives, but uh, that's that's my goal for going down there. Okay. I like those goals. Are you going for the horizon award as well? Uh, yeah, we're going for the horizon. Uh, it's not really 100% my, my goal to win it. Um, I don't think it does too much for you. I guess it's just another trophy, which would be, it'd be cool to win. Um, I always say, uh, it, it kind of got, I always thought that was the biggest deal is winning the horizon award, but, uh, I saw Jared and Davis Fisher lose it, uh, in the same year. And, uh, I guess credit uh, Jeffrey Lowry won it, which I'm sure Lowry's doing a lot better in his career right now than they are. But uh, Lowry doesn't really he, – he races the, the production class, but obviously if you look back at it, Jared and uh, Jared and Fisher uh, are those two super twins riders right now. Okay. I like the way you look at that. It's a different approach. Um, so let's talk about your competition down there. Uh, I know Chase Sadoff is going to be one of them, but uh, talk us through who do you think is going to be your toughest competition? Uh, obviously, Chase Sadoff is 100%, I'd say, the favorite going into it for the Horizon Award. Um, me personally saying that, but uh, I don't know. Um, other people other than him, I guess. Uh, I don't really know, um, but I'd say if Tyler Scott shows up, he would be one to compete with, obviously. He's really fast. Uh I guess other people, um, I don't know, uh, Gage Smith, I guess, is pretty good. Uh, he's been showing uh, some good speed, I guess. I think we were top three. That was the top three at Greenfield was us three. Um, I don't know too many other people. Um, I think Logan McGreen's going for it, but I don't really know who else is who else would be going for the Horizon Award. 
Okay. What about just in in the racing is in general? I know Johnny Bubba's got some momentum right now too. Uh, he he'll he'll give you some competition on some of the racetracks. Um, who 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 else do you think could be up there racing with it, and not necessarily just for the Horizon Award? Um, see, that's the thing is that uh, if people, I I assume most of them just are going for it, but uh, I can't really think of too many people. I don't, I honestly I, I talked to Johnny and I don't think he's going to the international, which surprised me. Uh, okay. Seeing how how he did pretty good at uh, at Frederick, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know too many other people. Uh, uh, Logan McGrain's going for it, or I don't know. Yeah, so uh, I guess Ryan Miner's racing down there. He can, I'm sure on the on a half mile. He, I haven't. I guess uh, I know he goes really good on cushion half miles, but uh, I can't think of too many other people. So besides Jared kind of letting you borrow that motorcycle, what other help does he does he help you out? I know Briar actually is helping Bronson out a little bit this year. Um, what other help, or is there any other help from Jared? Uh, yeah, uh, other than just the bike for nationals, um, I think he's he's bought me about ten tires just to just to just to have around. Um, I'm pretty sure three like brand new ones or a couple brand new ones but uh i'd say about three brand new ones just for uh the mile alone at the nationals but uh so that's obviously a, a big help um kind of funny that uh his teammate brandon robinson supplies me with my helmets now that's my that's my helmet guy <laughs> that's awesome so so when you when you get interviewed you get to thank jared and his teammate brandon or have you figured out how you're going to do that I guess that's what I'll, I guess that's what I'll have to do. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny because the Yamaha I'm riding is Jerry Sinchfield, the owner of the Roost Systems team. So I could just, and Ben Evans, the mechanic helps me out with some stuff. So I could just thank the whole team at this point. There you go. There you go. I like it. I like it. It sounds like a plan. Um, before, before we get into the closing few comments and questions here, do you have a favorite race memory? I think you kind of touched on it earlier, but walk us through your favorite race memory. My favorite racing memory, me personally, or just all together, favorite race memory? Whatever comes to mind, whatever you'd like to talk about. Okay. I'd say there's a couple of them that I couldn't probably decide on. Um, obviously, Greenville and Van Wert were up there, but uh, I'd say some special ones were uh, uh, the Springfield Mile when I did uh, hit the kill switch, got my nickname there, it was pretty cool, and the the Indy Mile Jared won. I got an actual victory lap that time. Didn't hit the kill switch. Uh, I think he beat Kyle Johnson, and it was all zeros across the board. He beat him. So I thought those are some pretty cool memories to have. Okay, I like it. So it's time for Graham's question. And uh, Graham's, of course, the biggest flat track fan in the world. And she was watching. I don't know if you knew this, but they were they were casting the the race from Frederick last weekend. And she said that she was amazed by your riding at the Barbara Fritchie Classic. But her question is, when will you go pro? When will I go pro? A lot of people have asked me that this year. I still am undecided. Um, I think before the year kind of started, I didn't really think I was too ready. And uh, so till now, there's still a little bit of not re- not readiness, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely between next year and uh, the year after that. So 2022 and 2023, I'd definitely say are the two years that I'd probably turn pro. Um, I've beat a lot of pros this year, which I've also seen a lot of other amateurs beat a lot of pros, and then they turn pro and 
I guess it gets in their head that they're finally at the top level. And I've seen some of them fail and I've seen some of them like Dallas Daniels adapt to it super well. So I don't really know. Um, I, I guess amateur nationals, if that, uh, we come home with a couple championships, I'd say at least two, then, uh, it'd almost be decided for next year. But, uh, I don't know. It's definitely between next year and the year after. Okay. Kind of wait and see. And actually she had a second question and Graham doesn't do this very often. So you're pretty special. <laughs> she said, she said, are I, you I intimidated? <laughs> she said, are you intimidated <laughs> following your brother's footsteps? No, uh, not really. Um, me and Jared are two pretty different people. Uh, I'd say obviously not only looks, you know, red haired kid, I'm more Brown, but, uh, yeah, personality-wise, I'd say we're a little bit different. Um, but yeah, as as racing ability, we're a lot different. Jared, Jared's uh, dad always said Jared rode a 450 and raced it when he was like 11 at local tracks and stuff. But uh, he said uh, I was I was always uh, a late bloomer. Um, I wasn't as good amateur as Jared as Jared was. Uh, Jared was definitely faster on like 250s and stuff. I'd say now I'm I'm picking it up more. Uh, just mainly this year, the last like month I've been, I've been on a pretty good level, I'd say, but, uh, yeah, I'd say Jared for, he, he knew he was turning pro at, at 16. That was, it was like decided when he was like 12, uh, mm-hmm. he was, he always won championships at amateur nationals. And I don't even think I've gotten like, I think a top five, like once amateur nationals, which this year I'd imagine I should do a lot better than that. But, uh, yeah, he was definitely, uh, a lot, uh, a lot better as an amateur, I'd say. All right, that's cool. So the, I guess, I guess my, my, I have one more question before we get to our rapid fire questions. Um, have you? I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase this. Why are you number forty three? Why am I number forty three? Okay, so when I was little, like five years old, probably. I had two favorite racers, which luckily I was fortunate enough to meet both of them, was uh, Joe Kopp and Sammy Halbert. And obviously now, Scotty Dubler, the the voice of American Flat Track, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Obviously that did a lot for it. But uh, yeah, uh, when I was young, uh, Joe Kopp and uh, Sammy Halbert, I, I liked them a lot, which is kind of funny because they didn't necessarily get along as pros. But uh, it's, it's cool now to see... Uh, Joe comes up to me every once in a while when when we're at the same race, and uh, he uh, he helps me out during the day on some things, uh, which is really cool. And obviously, Jared was teammates with Sammy for two years, I think, two three years. So, yeah, that was uh, pretty cool to, that I could uh, I could meet both of them. All right, I love it. I got I got another question just came in to us. Um, have you met Cooper yet? I have. I I knew about Cooper before uh for a long time uh, i think it was more they kept they tried to keep it away from jen's parents so when they were living at my house i've had, I'd, i've known cooper for like a week now and now it's just come out that they got him I actually they had him at lima I, I i i saw him at lima okay all right so is cooper related to brad baker's dog are they are they related yes or uh, I, i'm pretty sure brad's got the sister to cooper Okay, and that's Bristol. All right, so yeah. so now you're you now you you kind of somehow are related to Brad Baker. How's that make you feel? I 
I guess better um, than being related to Jared. Brad's got a championship under his belt, so <laughs> makes me feel a little better about myself. Oh man, you're so funny. Um, now it's time for rapid fire questions. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind whenever I ask you these questions. Are you ready? Yes. Favorite bike you've ever ridden? Uh, and my carbureted Honda, 2007 Honda. Okay. What's your favorite racetrack? Van Wert. Favorite flat tracker of all time? Ooh, uh, I'd I'd say Joe Cobb. Okay. Favorite person to go bench racing with? I know Ben Evans has a lot of good stories. I like I like talk to Ben Evans. Okay. If you weren't nicknamed Kill Switch, what would your nickname be? Ah, uh, I don't really know. Um, I've heard uh, Jared used to try to be called the Flying Dutchman. Vanderkoy's Dutch, so I guess mm-hmm. that maybe that would have stuck with me. I, I don't really know. I don't. I don't care for it too much, but I, I guess that's the only one I can think of. Okay. When heading out to the races, you have to bring your what? What is one thing you have to bring? Oof. Ah, man. Other than my my gear bag and bikes, I don't I don't have anything I have to bring. I guess. Okay. All right. Here's a different one for you. Jared and B-Rob in a burrito eating contest, of course, sponsored by Mission. Who wins? Jared, easily. He does eat some junk food, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon is is like the little health nut and everything. We go out to like a Mexican restaurant in Ohio and Brandon was staying with us. And I think I eat more than Brandon does. So <laughs> he's definitely Jared. All right. Uh, this one this one you can pick any class you'd like, but who's the next first-time champion? I'd have to say it definitely wouldn't be this year in American Flat Track. I, I, think, uh, I think Dallas, Corey, and Breyer are the, are the champions for this year to me. Okay. Well, you All know right. what? Actually, I'll, I'll throw in a surprise one there. I'll say Maxwell. Well, he, he's I'll up there. Maxwell he's on a – Yeah, he's up there. He's giving them fits. That's for sure. Who's taller? You or Sammy Sabedra? I think I'm taller than Sammy. I, I <laughs> I'd say by about by about half a foot, maybe, maybe maybe a little less. Okay, all right. And the, the last question for rapid fire is: What are you most proud of? Most proud of? Uh, I'd say just finally doing good in races. Um, people coming up to me and telling me how good I did, and like they did that before, but you could always tell like. Yeah, but did they did they really mean that, or are they just trying to be nice? I think now I kind of earned it enough where when people uh, come up to me, some people big names, and tell me good job, I think they kind of mean it now. Uh, last question for you is, uh, who would you like to say thank you to? Ah, uh, um, there's a lot of people that uh, have came into it, but I'd say uh, obviously my parents, uh, my mom, my dad. Um, uh, Floyd Tap for he he's got a couple I think he's got three bikes in my in my garage right now that he owns so a big thank you to him uh, Woody Kyle he's been doing my motors uh, this year and last year and everyone comes up to me and they're like oh a big board kit that's that's a I'll get you a 700 Honda sticker and I was like I'll put it on the bike if you really have it but uh, that's what Woody Kyle he, he built some rocket ships. Uh, uh, their whole roof systems team, I guess I can think, as we talked about earlier. But, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Turner's been helping me out this year, uh, him and Turner Racing. But uh, And then I have to say uh, my brother, obviously, I guess that's the roof systems team. But uh, 
Uh, DID Chains, I guess, uh, Vortex. I don't have too many other people than that. Uh, Paul Forbush is one. He's been helping me out this year. Uh, I think that's about it. What about your dad? Your dad, you have to say thanks to your dad. He's been he's been there from the from the get go, right? Oh yeah. Uh, you put me on my first ever motorcycle. I don't think I've ever been to a race or a race without him. So uh, yeah, definitely he he pretty much tells me everything I do. Everyone's like, oh, Jared helps you. And, helps you out and everything and he you kind of learn from him and not really uh my dad always told me that uh everything he's he did when he raced he teaches me the exact opposite because he always <laughs> said that he was the most out of control dangerous rider on the track all time if there was someone that was going to put in the fence it was going to be him and he says he's got some of the two smoothest kids on the racetrack when you're watching them so i guess i guess that you kind of make sense a little bit that's great. Well, Kill Switch, thanks so much for your time. Good luck this weekend, and I will see you down there in DuCoin at the uh, Flat Track Grand Championships. All right. Thank you, Scotty. I'll see you then. Jacob Vanderkoy, ladies and gentlemen. Kill Switch. Yes. I, Jacob, five letters. Jared, five letters. Vanderkoy, 75 letters. Vanderkoy, 75. A lot, a lot of vowels. <laughs> uh, dude, <laughs> the, they're, they're so much alike, but so different. It's pretty cool yeah. um, to kind of see the dynamic between the two Vanderkoys. And uh, younger Vanderkoy's doing pretty good here lately. I'm just saying. Really, really good. It's been yeah. really impressive watching him race. And, and he's won some races, quite a few races, about half the ones he's entered so far this year. Yeah. And he's running three classes every day at the you know the flat track grand championships which is hard to do so that means he's got to be in good shape yeah. you know and it's on different tracks and that's what makes a good racer so he said he's not looking forward to the tt he's looking for a top five i think you know that's realistic you know he it sounds like he's got a game plan uh he's up for the horizon award he said but that really didn't mean that much he wants to go there and win championships not necessarily the horizon award love it yeah no and every time that we're going to some of these outlaw races these uh, non-nationals we're we're going to these races and you see like kids that show up to every race he's the vanderkoys are definitely that family that's at every race that you go to no matter where the hell it is in the country so um it's pretty damn cool to see uh them uh on top of the box in the national series and at some of these outlaw races and some of these amateur stuff as well and he might have maybe a little extra special spot in my heart because he's number 43 yeah well that that always helps maybe maybe. that always helps i'm just saying no, top to bottom, man. Every every Vanderkoy I've ever met is class act and uh, as as flat track as it gets. Uh, so uh, it's pretty cool to kind of uh, talk to a younger generation Vanderkoy, uh, see who we're going to be hearing and seeing on the, on the racetrack here in the next couple years. Uh, it's going to be cool to watch uh, another brotherly battle possibly uh, in five years down the road. Who knows? They might be in the same class riding the same motorcycles or uh, who knows? Yeah, but. Vanderkoy Brothers versus the Bauman Brothers. Who knows? It could, it could be cool. Have to wait and see. Maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Where are you going this weekend? You going? You going to play motocross again? Southwick. Southwick this weekend. All right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm playing motocross every weekend, just like you're playing flat track every weekend for the next four uh, okay. or five All weeks. Right. So, like, I'm I'm going Man, for I, a whole month. I, I think I think I get a first break is like August seventh is my first break I've had. You know, this is an eleven week stretch, mm. and uh, this is the hard week coming up because I got Ashland this weekend, Decoin, Illinois, six days in a row. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I love I love 
the amateur scene. I love the up and comers and it's so cool. They come up and, and talk to me and I've signed autographs, which is weird to me, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just the announcer. You're I'm kind just of a big deal, dude. All, no, I'm well, just the announcer. I'm just We're going to know race. that it's all like everything's upside down and nothing's right. If anybody ever asks for my autograph, that's where, that's where we know, like <laughs> everything's wrong. Like if that's ever done, if somebody, somebody's like, Hey, can you sign? I'm going to be like, no, like go get yeah. out of here, kid. What are you talking about? Um, you got the wrong Chris Carter. But you are Scotty Dubler. <laughs> yeah. What do you, there you go. You got the wrong Chris Carter. Um, but you're Scotty Dubler. Come on. The voice of American flat track. You gotta, gotta recognize that. It's all good. I'm, I'm a lucky guy. I'm a lucky guy. That's for sure. So, uh, just ha- have a great weekend. Safe travels up there, and uh, all our all our patrons. Thank you so much. All of our listeners, all Yeesh. of our followers. Uh, share the podcast. Give us some feedback on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. We'd appreciate that. And uh, we'll keep doing this every week. We're at 193, and we're not stopping. All right, man. See you next week. Keep her on four wheels, and be careful on that airplane because you don't know you don't have any control over that. But uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'll be in Ohio, and we'll do this one more time. All right, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Later. Another thing, people always say that when you retire, Scotty, I will be the the next voice of American Flat Track. I've heard yes! that forever. Do it. You should come in the booth I've, with me. Do it. I'm, I'll, I'll be racing into coin. I could do it sometime. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be so good. <laughs>